Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has experienced teams who can craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex. Real wealth requires real solutions. Connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's Coriant.com. This is Life and Art from FT Weekend. I'm Lila Raptopoulos. The new Sofia Coppola film Priscilla is a visual dream. The story is about Elvis's wife, Priscilla Presley, and it spans from moments before they meet when she's just 14 years old until she eventually leaves him in her late 20s. During those years, she's mostly living in Graceland, Elvis's family home in Memphis, as his girlfriend, but also sort of his captive. It's a world of lush carpets, velvet couches, pink and cream. And today, we're talking to the production designer who helped create the stunning worlds in this movie, Tamara Deverell. Tamara was nominated for an Academy Award last year for her work on Guillermo del Toro's Nightmare Alley, and she's currently working with him on a new version of Frankenstein. She's with me now to dig into Priscilla. Tamara, welcome to Life and Art. It is so nice to have you. Thank you. Nice to be here. So I'm excited to talk to you about this because this movie to me was just visually so delicious. I kept, <laughs> I kept thinking of it as delicious. Every detail feels really intentional and it really transports you to a time and a place like a lot of Sofia Coppola's movies. So I'm excited to hear how the decisions get made. Maybe we can start with how you first got involved. Like what initially drew you to the project? You know, it's funny. I really was looking not to work at that time. I had finished um, Cabinet of Curiosities with Guillermo del Toro, and it was a very taxing show. Mm. And then I got this call from uh, the producer here in Toronto, and he Mm. said, do you want to come work on this Sofia Coppola thing? And I was like, I really wasn't going to work. And (laughs) I was kind of saying no, actually, really hard to say no to. And then I'm like, okay, don't watch any of her movies again. Don't talk to her. You can't. Okay, I'll talk to her. So then I was like, even my husband, who also wanted me to take time off, said, at least talk to Sophia. (laughs) From the moment I started talking to her, it was just like, okay, this woman is amazing. And Mm. I really would miss out terribly if I didn't do this job. So I did it. And working with Sophia, I think um, Mm -hmm. she's a dream director. I mean, honestly, for a production designer coming in on it, you know, she had some visual references, very specific. We were looking Mm -hmm. at William Eggleston photos. We were looking at the old photos of Priscilla's time, early days, of which there are actually not that many. And we just sort of wanted to make this dreamy world that is like, for me, it was like, her memory, but also, you know, everybody's collective memory of Elvis and Priscilla. This was Priscilla's story. So we really wanted, you know, everything to be focused on her, that Graceland, when she walks in to it out of gray drab Germany becomes this sort of creamy, delicious wedding cake. That's how we did talk about the wedding cake aspect Mm. of it. When you say it was a delicious movie, it's kind of like that. It's kind of like biting into a tea cake. Yeah. I would love to ask you about a few of the rooms that you made. Um, As I said at the beginning, for a lot of the movie, Priscilla's really young. 
Um, she was like a kid living on a military base with her parents. And this member of his entourage handpicks her to meet Elvis at a party. He kind of like finds her at a diner. And then yeah. she, over the course of the film, falls in love with him or over the course of her life. But the movie's really about how she kind of became this prisoner of his world. And so when she gets to Graceland, she sort of enters his world, like a yeah. fully formed world that she just kind of has to fit into. Can you tell me a little bit about how you approach that? Well, I mean, her early world, the world that we see her in, um, although I, I, I did have to just sort of imagine the world she came from. And um, she's a, you know, an army brat, like her, her father yeah. is in the army. So she's dragged away to Germany. So like the first sort of world we created for her was her house in the Bolia family home in Germany, which would be like little American style compounds mm -hmm. that they were in. So we found that exterior and then I designed the interior, like her bedroom and the downstairs to be so tiny. Often when we build a film a stage set, we expand it, we make it, you know, everything's bigger. You can pull away walls magically so you can shoot. But, but we actually shot within the confines of those sets so we could really feel that tiny intimacy. So her mm -hmm. little room was this gabled room that we built that I just loved and we did pink wallpaper. But like a lot of her stuff, I mean, we took great care all those little things she had pinned up. She had, you know, I know. her cheerleading stuff, her little, <laughs> the little ads that she would tear from magazines of fashion stuff and little letters and cards from when she, when she turned 16. Like we did all these little intimate details, many of which ended up in the film, which was really cool to see. Cause sometimes you do all this stuff in the art department and it doesn't end up in the movie. Yeah, it's such a delight as a viewer to watch her even like take out all her little makeup. Things yeah, little think, makeup, oh God, all that that's... stuff. So yeah, I love yeah. that. Of course, I just gobbled it up when I saw all those close-ups. Um, <laughs> and, yeah, then, and, and then Graceland. And then Graceland, well, I sort of talked about like there's a few early photos that we really abided by. Yeah. But I felt like in the main floor of Graceland, that was sort of his his family space. And it was really, I thought a lot about his mother. Because I figured, mm -hmm. you know, when he decorated, looking at it, it looked like mom. It looked like he'd done it for mom when he bought the house. Mm. He bought it for his parents. He specially bought it for his mother. And it was her kind of more feminine, more creamy and pastel-y look. It does kind of look like how a kid would envision how a grown-up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <Yes. laughs> exactly. Yeah. 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 But also, I think the intention was a very personal Elvis. Like, this is private mm. Elvis. And, you know, when I was designing the bedroom, for example, we'd never, there were shots of his bedroom, very few photographs, but mm -hmm. only after the, in the 1970s, after Priscilla had left him. So I had full reign to make up whatever we wanted. And that's where I wanted to sort of be, this is Elvis. Elvis, what would Elvis, <laughs> how would he have decorated this room? So we got this outlandish velveteen wallpaper. Yeah. Um, and very you know, masculine, curtains, very masculine, very heavy, the leather doors, mm -hmm. which I actually took from his place, the standing Jesus statue, which I actually took from a, re a real <laughs> reference. And it was like Priscilla in Elvis's world. It was always a feeling that we were trying to evoke. So Tamara, this movie is really about this evolution that Elvis and Priscilla go through, um, mostly Priscilla. Uh, we should say that Elvis is played by Jacob Elordi. Uh, Priscilla is played by Kaylee Spaney. And she really goes from a girl to a woman. Like she becomes someone who wants to make her own decisions in life. How did you think about that evolution in a visual way? 
Well, I mean, I think there there was an evolution in color for sure. I mean, we really played up the military drabness of Germany. It was all about mm-hmm. the grays, the browns, the khaki colors. Even her wardrobe was drab. Like we really, mm-hmm. we really told a color palette story. And then she gets to Graysland, and things become more colorful and punchy. And then we're also moving from the from the sixties into the seventies. So there's there's sort of yeah. two color ev- evolutions. There's a color story of her and Elvis has moved from Germany back to Memphis, but also to Los Angeles and to Las Vegas. And that's the whole color story there. And then also the color story of the time, you know, which goes from the fifties, which was kind of drab and dull and woolly fabrics. <laughs> yeah. Because she had these woolly fabric dresses. It's so well, itchy. And then going to Graceland where everything has become like, you know, more pastels and brighter. And then into the 60s and 70s, we did redress Graceland. So at the point when Priscilla and Elvis are getting the family photograph and you could really feel mm-hmm. things are falling falling apart, that's when we redressed uh, Graceland from its earlier look. Everything got darker and heavier uh, mm-hmm. as the relationship started to kind of deteriorate. Um, yeah, yeah, interesting. One thing that I'm noticing, Tamara, as you're talking about um, about the details in the movie is that like everything is entwined and it feels that way when you're watching it. Like all the visual elements really work together really beautifully. There's like the sets, of course, but also the hair and the makeup and also the costumes and also the props and the little like sort of historic yeah. pieces. Um, they create such a world. Do you all work together to make that happen? Oh, yeah. Like how does that happen? Cleona and, and Joanne. Right. Those are Cleona Fury and Joanne McNeil, who is the head of makeup. Yeah. Cleona uh, did the hair. Before I even started the movie, I was talking to her because <laughs> it was like, Tamara, you know, texting. Are you doing this movie? Yes, I'm doing this movie. You have to do this movie. I can't do it. Yeah, The hair has to be just right because it is the history of hair. Totally. And with Her uh, hair with just sp- gets bigger and bigger and bigger oh my God. and bigger it's- and then just flat. <laughs> The and then it's just like then it goes seventies and like you know I'm in my sixties so I've been there I've, I I remember <laughs> my mother with those outrageous beehives and the false eyelashes and stuff I mean it was a thing it wasn't yeah it is the story of like women all women in that in that go, going through the fifties to the seventies and their transformation and it's the story of uh, you know sort of early feminism in a way. I mean, it's not mm-hmm. overtly f- a feminist movie, but to me, I, I equate it with like, she's got the Gloria Steinem hair at the end with she, she she's totally. dropped her hair. So it really is the history of women in, in North America as told by hair and makeup <laughs> <laughs> and the costumes. Yeah. Do you tweak things? sort of as you see what others are doing or even as you see the actors like in your sets? Oh, absolutely. Like what? It's not to change the color of a wall or a wall of curtains behind the actor (laughs) if it makes the costume look better. And then we're also playing with history. So we did the classic, we made the wallpaper for the maternity room where Lisa Marie's born. (laughs) There's a bunch of photos and it's got this incredible wallpaper in it. So we recreated that. We made the wallpaper for where one of the rooms, I think it was a guest room in, in Graceland that, that Sophia had gravitated to, that had pink poodle wallpaper. So 
we created this pink poodle wallpaper just for the scene where she's in a bath. So basically it was a wall flat with a bathtub in front of it and her in the bath. And it was just a moment. It's so amazing to hear how it actually, you know, you're like, God, every detail really feels considered, but I don't even know what that means. And then as you say it, you're like, we changed the the curtains behind. We did one, we created new wallpaper and you think, okay, that's, (laughs) that's what was happening. Uh, You work a lot with the, director Guillermo del Toro and his movies are really different like <laughs> yes, Water they are. And Nightmare Alley and they're like fantastical <laughs> and they're a lot darker and I read in an interview where you said that he doesn't like the color pink <laughs> and this movie was full of pinks and it just I'm curious in practical terms what was different about working on, on you know Priscilla. It, it was actually you know it's funny and I'm I'm sitting in my office and I'm working on Frankenstein with Guillermo right now and I'm surrounded by these dark, brooding images. So, and I'm trying to think, I'm trying to think Priscilla, you know what, for me, it was like, oh, I get to be my feminine self and I get mm. to, like, I get to live in my, my woman's world because it's a woman's story. And it was really nice working with a female director, no offense to Guillermo, because he's lovely and <laughs> about a woman, um, mm. that, uh, you know, like the only woman in Frankenstein is there's one very strong female character and there's Mary Shelley. So I'm sort of like, okay, at least it was written by a woman, but I really, I got to express my femininity and I'm not a pink person. So I, mm-hmm. I struggle with that. Like I, I'm much more suited to the gloom and, and grays and darks and the blues of Guillermo's movies and the pits of red. That is much more my my mojo. So yeah, you said you were bringing Priscilla into Frankenstein. How are you doing that? Well, there is this one character in Frankenstein who is a very strong, who goes through an evolution and is a very strong character. And I see parallels of mm. the Priscilla experience as she's sort of trapped in a man's world. You know, it's the female yeah. story. <laughs> yeah, eyes, but. Uh, you know, and, and and having worked in film, you know, for many, many years, I've often felt trapped in a man's world. So it's, mm. I can relate. You know, that was one of the first questions I asked Sophia when I first met with her on Zoom. You know, why this story? Like, what, you know, what drew you to this story? And so we talked a bit mm. about that and about, you know, thematically how it it pulled her in because it's, it is the woman in the gilded cage. And, mm-hmm. and also just, you know, it's a fascinating evolution for a, a such a young woman like she was so young but she was so mm. mature beyond her years you know yeah. and and staying a virgin until their wedding night like that but that really happened like that was just we didn't make that stuff up those are pretty strong themes of coming of age and being you know under the shadow of a great man you know all those things things that Sophia herself grew up with with her father and stuff yeah um Tamara, thank you so much. My last question is, um, you know, I don't get to talk to production designers very often, and it feels like such an incredible, like, creative expression. When do you feel, like, really most creatively fulfilled in your work? Is there a point in time in, in a project? I think when we finish building a set, set and or a location, like we did the crazy hair salon. It was just in a, <laughs> a boxy little room that was nothing. Right, right. And this is the first time that Priscilla gets that signature beehive. And was like, okay, let's do fabric, pink fabric walls, glamour pink paint. I never thought I'd pick <laughs> a paint color like that. And when we finished that, and we had to find pink, period pink 
hair salon chairs with the with the helmet things. Amazing. Um, and when we finished that set, I it was a nothing set, really. And we had a day <laughs> to do it. I was like, oh my God, we've actually made a world out of nothing. Like the, the room was a yeah. blue box. That moment when it's lit and I always stay for a first shot when I'm at work and you go, okay, camera is ready for, it's shining on the camera. <laughs> that's, that's the thing I love the most. Amazing. Um, Tamara, this was so fascinating and, uh, and fun. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you. That's the show. Thank you for listening to Life and Art from FT Weekend. I have some news from our colleagues at FT Weekend magazine. If you live outside of the UK, it might be difficult to get your hands on a physical issue of the magazine. It is for me. But this Saturday, December 9th, they are putting out a global issue and it'll be printed all over the world. So look for it in your weekend print subscription or go buy it at your local newsstand. It's my favorite magazine. You're going to love it. Take a read through the show notes. I have links to a few pieces about Priscilla from the FT that will get you past the paywall. I also have discounts for a subscription to the Financial Times, and we have ways to stay in touch with me and with the show, whether that's by email, on X, or on Instagram. I'm Lila Raptopoulos, and here's my talented team. Katya Kumkova is our senior producer. Lulu Smith is our producer. Our sound engineers are Breen Turner and Sam Javinko, with original music by Metaphor Music. Topher Forges is our executive producer, and Cheryl Brumley is our global head of audio. Have a lovely week, and we'll find each other again on Friday. <laughs>